Chad and Zay. Oh, I like it. Hour number three on a Tuesday. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier, and he picks a special beat for all of us to start the third hour. What do you got, Zay? Biggie Smalls going back to Cali. Mmm. Nice. Yeah. A lot of good fuzz in that beat. Oh, yeah, this beat's fire. A lot of good fuzziness. Always like that. All right, uh, always like it when football season cranks up, too. Let's hit the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline and talk some Cowboys with Haley Sutton, host and reporter for the Cowboys. You can follow her on Twitter at underscore Haley Sutton. And uh, we're always jealous when we get to talk to somebody that's in California this time of year and not in Texas. Haley, how are you? Hey, you know what? I was just getting ready to say that uh, the best part about this trip so far has been the fact that we've been outside for about four hours, and I have not had to change my clothes once because I am not profusely sweating like I normally do in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> so it is so good to be here in Oxnard, California. Man, that's so good. I'm glad you guys are getting to, to deal with that weather, and I know everything's getting cranked up today. Uh, so first off, Let's go first things first. They did have the press conference today with McCarthy and Jones and Jones, correct? That is done? Yes, that is done. It happened at about 10.05. It was a little bit, we're running a little bit late. But yeah, we have got all of that in the books already. Okay, so in the past, that press conference has produced some noteworthy moments, weird moments, strange moments. Jerry cries, says weird things about McCarthy. McCarthy says weird things. Sometimes Steven says weird things. Did anything weird happen? Was it a Dallas Cowboy press conference, or maybe was it just kind of boring and they talk football? I think it was probably a mix of both. I mean, listen, we all know the character that is Jerry Jones, right? That's what makes him such a fantastic interview, because you never know what he's going to say or how he's going to say it. Uh, So I think in terms of, like, headline-grabbing phrases, there wasn't any of that that I could deter from okay. uh, but I will say there was a lot of conversation between you know Mike McCarthy being the new play caller uh, Jerry had a really insightful uh, message about that saying you know it wasn't about you know what Kellen Moore lacked it was about what Mike McCarthy had that they felt like the franchise really needed to give a chance uh, going forward so uh, there were some little moments like that that were definitely interesting but as far as like you know the the spotlight typical Cowboys uh weirdness as you mentioned earlier i don't think there was much of that Ooh, that's good news i like hearing that zay i like hearing it yeah Haley. probably the headline <laughs> that y'all got going on at training camp right now is zach martin not showing up not even getting on the plane the all pro guard he wants to renegotiate his contract because he knows he's one of the best guards in the league he's just not getting paid like it compared to some of the other guys in the nfl what's the vibe on that contract situation do you feel like anything's going to get done soon or this might go on for the long haul you know that was obviously one of the first things that the guys were asked today jerry jones is very adamant in saying that they weren't going to speak about business decisions while here at camp the focus here is camp and building the team so they're going to keep business and pleasure separate uh he was asked about it twice and that was basically his same answer but uh, i think the thing you have to recognize with zach martin is that this is kind of unprecedented for someone like him to have a holdout, right? And we know what he deserves. We know that he is marginally underpaid. I believe he makes $7 million less than the next highest paid uh, lineman, which I believe is Chris Chris Lindstrom uh, with the Falcons. And so you know what Zach brings to the table. And something that I also thought was interesting is that Mike continued to emphasize, like, listen, this is not a dig 
on who we think Zach Martin is. Our position hasn't changed with Zach. We want him to be with us. We want to work out a deal. And so I think that there is obviously good communication and conversation about it, but Zach's not happy. And so until Zach can feel like he has a number that he feels happy about, that he feels that he deserves, really we're kind of at a standstill. So maybe this is solved tonight and we don't have to talk about it tomorrow and the offensive line is all good. Maybe it's solved at the end of the week. Who knows? Uh, I'm not going to be the one to speculate that, but the biggest takeaway is that there is obvious respect between the two parties. It's just a matter of meeting in the middle because you've got to remember, too, that Zach's not the only one who wants a new contract. CD, I mean, Tony playing on the franchise tag this year. Tank's contract will be coming up. Trayvon, Micah, the list goes on and on. So I think it's really just a matter of how these parties can meet in the middle as quick as possible, but they're going to do their due diligence to figure it out. Yeah, and Haley, I also read I read something today that maybe Terrence Steele is a guy they'd like to figure out um, to, to lock down yeah. right on that offensive line. And speaking to that, we all know if you're a Cowboys fan and you got Smith, Smith, Biotish, Martin, and Steele, that feels like an offensive line you could go to war with, but if something happens with those guard positions names like Idoga and Farniak and Richards come up and it's just some guys that I'm looking them up earlier thinking now when did they draft that guy and when is that guy and how much you know experience has he had this Zach Martin thing it, it really is the first domino that if it starts falling and if injuries start happening the guard depth with the Cowboys feels a little weird right now yeah, I definitely would agree. Uh, and Mike kind of touched on that as well, that they're not opposed to leaning on some of these younger guys. In fact, a lot of these younger guys are going to have to make that leap probably a little earlier than they anticipated. But that's the reality of the National Football League, right? We could sit around here all day and talk about the what ifs and the issues and how do we go from here. But the reality is, is all that talk. They've got to find a way to address the situation. And so until Zach Martin comes back, until they have figured out what that future looks like. They're going to have to put somebody in that place. Uh, you mentioned a couple of great names there. Josh Ball, also a guy who has potential to pop in and, and kind of mix around. So it's definitely going to be a work in progress. It's obviously one of the things that we have circled on our list of things uh, to watch. But uh, that's the beauty of training camp. You know, we've got a little bit of time before we have to panic. So I don't think <laughs> anyone here is necessarily panicking. Uh, it's just a matter of these are the cards that they've been dealt. They're going to have to figure out what works for best works best for both parties. Uh, and so it's only day one. They haven't even hit the field yet. Like I said, maybe he shows up tomorrow. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, we'll just kind of have to see as it goes forward. Yep. Haley, Steven, and Jerry Jones both did a terrific job on bringing guys in that could help the Cowboys get to where they need to be. Guys like Brandon Cooks on the offensive side and guys like Stephon Gilmore on the defensive guy, uh, side. Excuse me. And when you think about both of those guys and the fact that they have skins on the wall and played so many years in the league, they bring a certain leadership, especially the young guys like Michael Parsons and CeeDee Lamb and Trayvon Diggs. You know, that leadership, you need that in the locker room. And also those guys have a lot of life left in the NFL with their play. What have you seen early on that those guys have brought and other guys that are new additions to this Cowboys team? Man, I absolutely have loved what the Cowboys have done in the offseason in terms of player acquisition because there's always this talk about the Cowboys during free agency. They don't make any moves, blah, blah, blah. Well, not only did they go out and get two of the best players I feel at that position that were available, uh, but they also brought in tremendous leaders. They brought in great human beings as well. Brandon Cooks has talked in length about how one of his things that he's looking forward to is 
seeing in this Cowboys locker room is mentoring that next level. CeeDee Lamb has talked about almost instantly the impact that he had on him, very similar to what T.Y. Uh, Hilton was last year towards the end of the season. Uh, Stephon Gilmore is another guy who's exactly that same way, especially when you think about the secondary right now and what that position looks like. We know Trayvon Diggs is going to bring it because he's Trayvon. There's a couple of other players in there who can work and make moves. But when you're learning from a guy who is a former defensive player of the year, accolades left and right, I mean, that experience is invaluable because you can put a playbook in front of all of these guys. You can tell them, you know, what defense you're going to run, where you need to be, all of that stuff. But until you have somebody who, um, you know, is there and you're learning from them directly, uh, you don't realize the impact of it. I'll give you another real-time example. I'm currently working on a feature piece over um, Isaiah Land, uh, the defensive end that was signed um, during free agency. And one of the things that he talked about was how excited he was to get to meet Micah Parsons. He said Micah Parsons is a guy who every single morning at breakfast, he would sit and watch Micah Parsons film. How could he tailor his game to what Micah is doing? Um, and so you just see those little examples of what the veterans do to this younger class. It's going to be di- pay dividends down the road, especially when you think about how many of these young guys uh, who will be asked to play this year. We're talking with Haley Sutton at underscore Haley Sutton on Twitter. If you want to give her a follow, host, reporter, does all kinds of great stuff with the Cowboys. She's out there in Oxnard with the better weather than we're having. Not 96, headed to 100 for her. She's out in California right now. Uh, lucky devil. Uh, all right, so Haley, <laughs> let's talk about another addition. Obviously, when you the first person you draft uh, has got to be big and, and big right away. Cowboys need Mozzie Smith to be big figuratively, literally, and all of it. Tell us about Mozzie and the time you've gotten to know him him what uh what do us cowboy fans need to know about the big d tackle yeah i just want to start this conversation by saying i am so partial on some of these young guys in this rookie class this year um i had the opportunity on saturday to go down to demarvian overshone's hometown and get a taste of who he was as a person so i'm excited to be sharing that story uh but in particular with mozzie smith uh, i was there when we picked him up from the airport and from the moment he was drafted to getting on that plane driving through, walking through the facility, you can tell that this kid means business. I mean, there was even moments where he wanted to be excited, you know, seeing his jersey hanging in the locker room for the first time uh, or walking around and seeing the field for the first time. You could tell he wanted to be excited, but he kept emphasizing, like, no, this is business. I can't show too much excitement because this is business for me. And obviously the size is a huge factor, right? You see him standing out there next to Michael Parsons, and you, you can make Michael Parsons look small. That's saying something, right? Mm. Uh, But this is a kid who is so dedicated to learning the game. I mean, from nonstop, from the moment he's become a Dallas Cowboy, he has worked to really tailor himself to what Dan Quinn and this defense needs to look like. And he's going to have to step up really big because the run defense was obviously the most challenging part of last year's uh, defense. Um, So in terms of, of what he brings to the table, yeah, he brings size, but his willingness to learn, him staying a little bit late, uh, to make sure that he's understanding concepts correctly, um, talking to the coaching staff, building that relationship with his teammates. That's stuff that he's already done. And my favorite part about Mozzie is that he does it all with this massive smile on, your, on his face. You can just tell how much that kid loves football. So um, in terms of what he brings to the table, I think he's the full package and what the Cowboys were looking for in that position. 
Yeah, Haley, you mentioned Demarion Overshone and how you spent some time with him, him being the former Longhorn. We definitely covered him for a lot of years. He's a great guy. And, you know, being from the state of Texas, a lot of these athletes pass, especially when you play football, to go to the University of Texas and play for the Dallas Cowboys. So I know that's very prideful for him. But what did you learn from Demo, as we call him, you know, his personality, how he operates and stuff? Like, what did you take in from spending time with him? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, you, we might have to confirm this with him, but I would say we we're best friends after that trip. <laughs> uh, full disclosure, I'm not very big into the outdoors, and Jamarvian is an outdoors boy through and through. Uh, we got to meet uh, his horse that he recently purchased and is currently keeping uh, you know, at a stable while he's here at practice. Uh, but really, the number one thing that stood out is when we showed up for the interview, uh, it wasn't just him. It was his entire family. The entire community was there, uh, really ready to support Overshone. And on top of that, w- w- and you got to remember, too, this is the Saturday before he leaves for his first training camp in California. And instead of, you know, packing or doing all the little things that you would expect these guys to do, uh, he was throwing a, a community party for kids to go back to school. He gave away free school supplies uh, to these kids. And so to me, that embodies who Overshone is. Yes, he's going to be a fantastic addition to this Cowboys, uh, you know, defense. He's going to be a fantastic addition on special teams. But what's going to carry him is his personality, his willingness to go above and beyond. Uh, and the fact that he's got such an incredible village behind him. I, I'm so excited to share this story because we were so lucky uh, to spend the amount of time that we did with him, with his mom, you just see where he gets it from. So uh, definitely a kid who's going to turn some heads both for his play on the field, but as well I'm excited for you guys to get to see who he is as a person. Haley, one of the things we noticed right away about DeMarvion was his fashion sense because he would wear these badass suits walking <laughs> into the games. But then he started incorporating that cowboy hat, and I realized that, yeah. dude, that dude may look as good in a cowboy hat as anybody I've ever seen. Did you get to see the cowboy hat, DeMarvion? Oh, man, yeah. You guys head to my Twitter. Um, I posted some pictures there as well. But he showed up full Cowboys gear, I'm, and not just the one with the star. Yes. I showed up with the, the Cowboy hat. He had uh, you know, his Cowboy star. Uh, he had his Texas Longhorn sweatpants on, and then he had a pair of boots because we were <laughs> literally out in the country. It was his – and it's crazy as nice. it sounds like. It makes, it makes sense. Like when you see who he is away from this football field and how I'm so impressed with how he has been able to keep that, you know, keep yourself at the forefront and still be this dominating player because we've seen it time and time again, where these players, you know, maybe they don't come from much. All of a sudden they get a lot of money and they completely change their aura. They completely become these divas, these fashionistas and all these, you know, whatever the stereotypes are. And Overshone has not done that. Demo has literally kept himself at the forefront. And he even told me, you know, that's, that's who I am. I'm not going to change who I am just because I'm playing professional football. Now at the end of the day, like, these are my roots. And in fact, when we touched down in California, you know, he's never been to California before. So I texted him and I said, I said, uh, what are your thoughts on California so far as you're driving up the Pacific North Highway? And his first text message back that he said to me was, I haven't seen any horses yet. <laughs> and it's just like, when you think about how stunning this place is, the fact that that's the first thing that came to his mind is that he's looking for horses. I mean, it's just who he is in a nutshell. And I mean, don't get it twisted. He's a phenomenal player as well. So I'm excited to see how Dan Quinn incorporates him into this defense. Uh, but, yeah, I can't say enough good stuff about him or Mozzie or really a lot of these rookies that 
we have coming in this year. Uh, Will McClay has done a phenomenal job over the last few years of really bringing in players who not only fit the Cowboys mold on the football field, uh, but they're fantastic people as well. So uh, I'm just excited to see kind of how guys like Overshone and Mozzie and Luke Schoonmaker and all of these young guys really find their way into this roster. Yeah, that's great stuff, Haley. I'm not surprised Demo has a horse and bought one right when he got drafted. That's <laughs> definitely right up his alley. Last one for me before we let you go. Dak Prescott, you know, he knows that the interception mark that he had last year is unacceptable for where the Cowboys really want to go. And he talked about how that can't happen and how Mike McCarthy has really helped him settle in and gave him a lot of confidence going into the 2023 season. What else are you seeing from Dak? Because we know he has the locker room and whatnot, but I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on him just because he led the league in interceptions last year when really, if you look at a lot of his other stats on a positive standpoint, he's better than a lot of the guys that you consider top tier in the league at certain you know statistics when it comes to being a quarterback. You know who Dak plays for, right? <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> and what that comes with. Uh, listen, I've never met a player uh, like Dak Prescott, and it's easy to put him in a category of, you know, like this upper echelon of quarterbacks and he's a good person, blah, blah, blah. But the way nothing phases this man, uh, it's actually a trait that I wish more people, myself included, uh, had because it is so it's so interesting to me how, you know, these national outlets can get an a quote wrong and still run with it and still try and take the story uh, in a completely different direction, trying to paint this narrative of who he is. When in reality, nobody is more interested in addressing the interceptions than Dak Prescott. And if we really look at where he ranks, uh, we're not talking about the fact that Josh Allen was knocking on the door right behind him uh, with 15, 14 interceptions as well last year. We're not talking about, uh, you know, some of these other guys who are maybe made same mistakes, if not more. Uh, but I think because of the added pressure of playing for the Dallas Cowboys, everything gets amplified. But the one thing that I will say about Dak is, again, like he's not worried about it. He understands that last year was unacceptable, and nobody knows that more than him. And you've seen that in the offseason. I mean, shoot, he packed up the entire offense last year, put the, or last week, put them on a plane, took them to Georgia, gave them a little bit of a you know reset before they came out to camp. And then they were out on the field, and they were doing work. And this is not just the veteran guys. Jalen Tolbert was out there. Seventh-round draft pick Jalen Brooks was out there. Uh, Malik Davis was out there working out. So he has taken strides to make sure that that excuse of last season is done, not talked about anymore. And I have nothing but confidence in the fact that he's going to figure it out because he, you know, that's who he is. He's a competitor. And like you mentioned off the top of this, like Dak is a fantastic quarterback. He just gets a lot more slack than others because of the weight that this star carries. So I am not in the least concerned with Dak. I'm actually excited to get to chat with him uh, when he gets out here to camp just to kind of reinforce that energy that he's putting out to kind of combat some of those national narratives that are out there. Cowboys are getting uh, camp cranked up in the next couple of days. Open practice is getting started. That initial press conference is behind us now, and we are 47 days away from the first Cowboys regular season game. That is Haley Sutton. Check her out. I just retweeted Haley's deal with DeMarvion Overshone. You can see the picture of the family gathered in the Cowboy hats. You can see Haley's special outfit that she put together to go hang out <laughs> with the Overshones in ARP, Texas, because if you're going to ARP, Texas, you need to look the part, and Haley, sir, 
certainly did. Uh, check out all her great stuff at underscore Haley Sutton. And Haley, just to clarify for Longhorn fans, that piece with DeMarvion, it's going to be coming out during training camp sometime? Yes, it'll air in our special edition uh, show that we have that comes on Valley Sports. So I'm currently working on getting through the footage. I'm hoping to have it be airing next week, but I will put all updates uh, on social media. It'll also be, you know, on our YouTube channels and all that. So plenty of places for you guys to find it. That is awesome. Well, we always appreciate your time. Uh, Enjoy training camp. We thank you for a little bit of time today. Stay cool out there in Cali and uh, best of uh, luck with everything. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Haley. Haley Sutton, good stuff as always. And yeah, Demarvion does look comfortable with uh, with that horse. Just bought oh. a horse. Oh, he country now. <laughs> he <laughs> is country. She said, "How do you like? How do you like Cali?" And he said, "I haven't seen any horses yet." Some yeah. guys are just like that, man. People made fun of my guy uh, Von Miller back in the day when Von Miller told everybody his dream was to be a chicken farmer. Like, he was just country. Yeah. That's what he wanted. That's what he did. He loved being outside and being with the animals and all that stuff. And you got a picture of Overshown here with his new horse and the family and everything. It's so cool. So cool. And I'm sure we'll get some good shots, especially if he can become something on this team. You know he's going to show up like he did at DKR, looking really sharp before games. Oh, yeah. DeMarvion became one of my favorite guys these last couple of years. Him and Bijan would always bring a great something to their look. And once – Overshone realized how good he looked in that cowboy hat. It really put the look together. Oh, he rocks it now. Yeah. That's a fly dude. He might be country, but don't get it twisted. That's a fly dude. Yeah. I wish I looked a tenth as good in a cowboy hat or any hat as DeMarvion Overshone does. Uh, And then the thing she brought in football-wise I think is critical, too. How will Dan Quinn use him? How much playing time do we get to see? You know, Rod always talks about on the afternoon show with that positionless football idea with Dan Quinn. What does he do with DeMarvion? What is DeMarvion overshown at this level? Can he be a badass version of what they want to be? Is it going to feel more like a linebacker? Is it going to feel more like a safety? What is he at the NFL level? Dan Quinn's got to figure it out. Yeah, and that's the thing with him. There was so much learning that he had to do here at the 40 Acres from changing positions and just trying to figure out the game and without thinking, just playing, you know, off instinct. And Dan Quinn, I think, is going to – make the best of that because he knows, okay, this guy's versatile. Sometimes he could cover guys depending on who it is. Sometimes he could rush the quarterback. And when he's playing freely like that, that's when you get the best of DeMarvion Overshone. So with all the weapons that they have for the Cowboys, I don't think his responsibility will be that high. But when he's out there, again, I think he'll be able to just play without thinking. And Dan Quinn's going to put him in a good situation to do that. Zay, I got great news from myself and all Cowboys fans before we hit the break. Are you ready? Uh Uh-oh. The money people are starting to get it done. The Cowboys and Trayvon Diggs have agreed to a five-year, $97 million contract extension. Tom Pelissero throws that out there. Start checking boxes. Let's start checking boxes and find your way to Zach Martin as fast as you can. If it starts with Diggs and it needs to go to CeeDee Lamb, whatever, as long as you get to Zach Martin at some point. Congrats to Trayvon Diggs. Five-year deal. You know his son is excited about that. What's the little one's name again? Oh, that little badass boy. I forget his name. I, I can never remember yeah. what his name is, but he's become a star, and now Dad is locked in with a five-year deal with the Cowboys. That story is just breaking in the last couple minutes. Up next, Why Today Matters. July 25th is where we are. Got a couple birthdays to get to. We were talking about the world-class model hottie that Tom Brady is supposedly hanging out with. I tell you about a world-class 
model hottie that has a birthday today. She used to be married to a massively famous person, too. A couple of them, actually. We'll talk about it on the horn. Forever. Chad and Zay. He can edit by making new words up. That's one way to do it. All right, Zay, I say it with singers, and there are a couple of rappers that way, too. Nobody sounds like him but him. That's Jay-Z, right? Ho! Hova! Jigga Man. H to the Izzo. That's right. V to the Izzo. <laughs> <laughs> as lame as that sounded, yes. How dare you? Him. How dare you? Sadly, sadly, that's about as cool as I can make that sound. No, he is fantastic. Uh, I dig dig a lot of Jay-Z. I am a Black Album 99 Problems guy because I'm a rock guy, so the Rick Rubin influence was big, uh, big for me. I love that record, but there's a lot of other great Jay-Z out there as well. I did see him at the Irwin Center before they, you know, before they stopped... Uh, over there. By the way, when are they knocking it down? Do we know? Can't knock it down. Well, at some point they gotta knock it down, right? But what? Well, the Astrodome's still standing, so yeah. I guess sometimes you don't have to knock it down. If they do, though, uh, I would love to get over there and check that one out. Jay Z, Tina Turner, Madonna, Duran Duran, Bobby Brown. A lot of big names on the show today. Biggie Smalls, another big name. That beat started the hour, and we just had the big name of Haley Sutton uh, covering the Cowboys, doing a great job for them. Um, Haley does does really really good work, and if you're a Longhorn fan, you'll want to check out the. DeMarvion Overshone piece coming out. Just keep looking for it on that Bally Sports show that they do, the Cowboys Report, and she's going to let everybody know on Twitter and social media when it happens, at underscore Haley Sutton. She went and visited DeMarvion and the family in ARP and saw his new horse because DeMarvion <laughs> is country, in case you don't know. Fan- wow. Fantastic. That's beautiful. And like you said, Zay, there's certain there's a certain thing about Guys that can say, and not many of them can, that club of, I grew up in Texas, I played high school football, I got to go to the University of Texas and play football, and then I ended up as a Dallas Cowboy. Oh, it's rare. Oh my God. If he actually can make this team and make an impact and be a big part of it, and then and, and then lock all of that in. Plus, he's a country boy who likes to ride a horse and wear cowboy hats and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's just going to be perfect. Remember, a big part of the reason why the Cowboys selected him was because Jerry's grandson and him were locker mates. That's right. So when Jerry went to grandson and said, yo, what about this guy? How is he? All he could say was good things for obvious reasons. And he seems like a Jerry Jones guy. He has that yeah. countryness that Jerry can relate to. And you know he's going to work hard. You know he's proud to be a Texan and play for the Cowboys. So there's that extra motivation there. And if Dan Quinn can work it out in the right way, which I have a lot of faith that he could, one of the best coordinators in the National Football League, then DeMarion Overshone could have a very good career playing in the league. Yeah, probably also sometime out in Oxnard in the next couple of days, DeMarvion is probably going to you know, turn Jerry Jones onto a beer he hasn't heard about that's a little countryer than Jerry, and Jerry is probably going to turn to DeMarvion. A, a little countryer than Jerry? A little countryer than even Jerry is. Because in ARP, they may be drinking different things than Jerry's drinking, and then Jerry Jerry will say, uh, DeMarvion, let me introduce you to my friend Johnny Walker Blue. This is your level now. This is where you want to be. <laughs> and then they'll have a good time. Yeah. Uh, that actually won't happen. I'm sure the players aren't out there drinking yeah, in Oxnard. I, I, I like what Haley said that 
uh, Mike McCarthy said in the presser today about the Zach Martin situation because we know that Trayvon Diggs just got paid, which is well-deserved. I think he's going to be even better with Stephon Gilmore being on the other side. But Mike McCarthy saying, you know, all the right things. Like, hey, we get that Zach is disgruntled. Like, this is him sitting out. It's not a problem. We get it. We understand mm-hmm. where he's coming from. Hopefully, we can find a solution. That's all you can say. Because yeah. you know the to what the Specs Texters said about trade him. Hell no, you don't do that. No, no. I don't think you do that. And hopefully, what we saw earlier is good news for Zach Martin, not bad news. 20 minutes ago, Trayvon Diggs agreeing to a five-year deal. The discussion is that the Cowboys want to deal with Lamb and Diggs first, then get to Zach Martin, and then get to Terrence Steele. Right. That's what I'm reading earlier today is the order they want to go in. I mean, as good as Zach Martin is, which is best in the NFL, I understand that. He's still 32 years old. Mm-hmm. And the dude that Haley named that's in Atlanta, that dude's in his 20s. Quinn Nelson's in his 20s. So, yes, the production's there for him, but how long is that going to last? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. now once you get over 30 and stuff, like, it takes a lot longer to – Fight back those injuries, and you're in the tub a lot longer. Just things are different. You're not going to get up as fast as you did when you were in your 20s. So Zach Martin dealing with all those things, plus we just named out all the defensive tackles that he's going to have to face this season. So that's going to take a toll. And, yeah, so I get both sides from it on why, you know, they might be a little hesitant to give him exactly what he wants. But at the end of the day, Zach Martin, he probably is worth it. All right, so it is July 25th. Let's get you a quick Why Today Matters. We'll talk about one of the most beautiful women ever, and I'm going to see if I can blow Zay's mind on this thing. Here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Zay, does the name Iman mean anything to you? Ooh. The international supermodel? Yeah. Back in the day? Yeah. If you don't know her, I-M-A-N, it's that simple. Just Google her. She is absolutely gorgeous. Happy birthday to her today. She hits 6'8 today. A lot of people know she was married to David Bowie. But, Zay, I didn't know the other one. Before David Bowie, do you know who Iman was married to? Nuh-uh. I'm going to take you back to that Lakers thing on HBO. Spencer Haywood. Oh, yeah. Spencer Haywood supposed to have that giant Johnson. I did I did not realize that they were. T- I'm sure it was because of other reasons. I'm sure he was just a great guy to be with, and she they, they were compatible. I'm sure they were compatible. And she com- liked basketball. Maybe compatible liked, in a lot know, of ways. Basketball, yeah. yeah, happy birthday to Iman today. Also, on the football side, today would have been the 70th birthday of the great Walter Payton, one of my favorite running backs ever. Uh, died in uh, 99, unfortunately, will always be remembered in football circles. Jackson State, the old school for Walter Payton, in case you don't know. Sweetness. How about this one, Zay? Two younger guys uh, that we'll meet in week two as I look at the schedule. Alvin Kamara turns 28 today, back to running backs and age. And Bryce Young turns 22 today. Week two, Carolina will host New Orleans, we would assume Bryce Young is the quarterback unless something really goes wrong in week one. And then let's see what Alvin Kamara looks like. Derek Carr comes in at quarterback. They're trying to revamp things in New Orleans. 28-year-old Alvin Kamara. Still freaky, still twitchy, still dangerous. We're going to find out. Yeah, he might not be able to do everything that he once did, but Alvin Kamara, he's still a threat, and he's had a lot of off-season issues, you know, just distractions and stuff, the whole Vegas thing, like, 
if it's just about football, then I think he'll be fine. And Derek Carr coming in is going to give that team new life. They're obviously picked to win the NFC South for a reason. We'll get to that tomorrow. But, yeah, I think Alvin Kamara, he has a lot of life. As far as Bryce Young, we know what he is coming into the league as number one pick, former Heisman Trophy winner. Just what I want to see him take that shot. That shot where mm-hmm. you go, ooh, where it makes you cringe that every – where the ref thinks about throwing the flag. Like, that's where I want to see because him yeah. being that slight, that small, I know it was a big deal for what? Him get over 200 pounds? Yes. In the combine oh, and huge. stuff. That, right. <laughs> how big of a deal that yeah. was. But at the end of the day, he's still small. And, you know, you talk about Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Bryce Young, one – one of the biggest parts of his game is to be able to make something out of nothing. And he did that at an elite level in college football. But the physical specimens, the athletes in the NFL, it's going to be way different. He's going to have to pick and choose his battles, when to run, when to keep it, when guys are coming at me and maybe I need to just go down and take the sack, when to throw it out of bounds and stuff. And we know his football IQ is you know, out the yin-yang, and I have a lot of faith in him, but there's been a lot of guys that – you have a lot of faith in coming into the league, and it didn't pan out for them. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr, Ryan Leaf come to example. Hopefully Bryce Young isn't one of those guys. But, yeah, I think he has a lot going against him, and that roster isn't the best. Happy birthday to those uh, young guys in the NFL, 47 days away from that first big NFL Sunday. Also on the entertainment front, today would have been the 100th birthday of Estelle Getty of the Golden Girls. If you, I grew up on the Golden Girls. Is so. that the grandma? That is. She uh, died back in 2008. The weird fact is Estelle Getty, she played the oldest one of the four, but she was actually the youngest of the four. She was younger, one year younger than B. Arthur, who played her daughter in the show. They just used makeup, and she, you know, played it up that she was an old woman. They had her at about 80 years old to start the show. Good grief. But she was the youngest, actually, of the four. Yeah, weren't they really just, like, in their 50s? Like, I think, yeah, I think she certainly was. She like certainly the rest was. of the girls, you know, the rest of the three girls, like, weren't they supposed to be in the 50s? Right. Yes, and she was supposed to be the, yeah, she was the, the mother, but she was actually younger than them. They used the makeup and stuff. That was a great show. Well-written show. She won awards for it. Uh, I can still dig some Golden Girls. So shout-out to Estelle Getty, who left us too soon back in 08. She would have been 100. She'd been a hell of a 100-year-old lady uh, if she made it that far. We hope you're having a great July 25th today. Stay cool out there. It's another hot one high of only 100, though. Hey, it's been 105 or 108, so only 100. Degrees today in the greater Austin area. We'll take our victories where we can get them. Coming up, stems and seeds, NFL notes, plus those two big deals we started the show with today, including Jalen Brown, who can cover dinner tonight. This is the horn. Chad and Zay. Almost done with a Tuesday show. Chad and Zay with you. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. All right, Zay. Should I know this? Yeah, you will now. Oh, never mind. Oh, no. You don't know this guy. No. All right, who is it? Dr. Dre. Oh, okay. That guy I know. Yeah, featuring yeah. Nate Dogg, Corrupt, 
Hitman 6-2, Explosive, off the Chronic 2001 album. Oh, see, that's an album I've not. I've heard the original Chronic, but not the uh, the redone. So that was about almost right about ten years after the first, somewhere in there. No, it came out in '99, which never makes sense. Oh, '99. So the first Chronic was about '92, correct? '93 and then '99. Okay, but it's called Chronic. 2001. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were making a reference to the movie like 2001. Is that I, what they were doing? I don't know what Dre was doing. Like space, new space age chronic. All I know, the chronic was really good because they were off a couple of years. Ah, so. I see. Fair enough. Fair enough. Everything I hear with Nate Dogg on it, I really enjoy. I uh, like Nate Dogg a lot. Oh, listen to him. Come on. He's great. All the hood rats still Dude, he's great. I love I love Nate Dog. I, I smile every time I hear him. Uh, Dr. Dre and Nate Dog had some Jay-Z, Lil' Tina Turner, Madonna, Duran Duran, Bobby Brown. It's all been on the show today. The Biggie Smalls beat to get the hour started. We thank you for joining us today. Remember, we are down to now four more shows with me and Zay. I think that's right. Wednesday and Thursday. And then, yeah, no, three more shows. Is that right? Yeah, Wednesday, third. Yeah, Wednesday and Thursday. Zay's gonna be off Friday, and then we'll be back for the last show. So it's three more shows with the the uh, the two of us after today. Uh, and if you haven't heard all the current shows, last show will be August first in terms of the weekday shows. And uh, we appreciate you being here all the time for all the different shows. And uh, we'll be saying goodbye to different shows this show. And um, you know, starting August second, there will be a new lineup. No specifics on that yet uh, as soon as uh, they they have that that might be maybe information will get out like before the end of the other shows or maybe it'll just be the morning of the second I don't know uh, we'll see what happens there but 1019 and AM 1260 will still be the horn for you so the horn will live on 1049 though will no longer be the horn on August 2nd so whatever you hear on August 2nd on 1049 no one no one in this circle is responsible for any of that. I am not sure where that's going to go on uh, on August 2nd. All right, so thanks to everybody for asking and trying to figure out what's going on and supporting all of our guys as uh, as things round down for, uh, for some of the shows. All right, um, stems and seeds, let's get that for you, including these big deals, football, basketball. Let's go. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no stems. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. It broke during the show. Cowboys and Trayvon Diggs have agreed to a five-year deal. Hopefully that's good news for the other guys they want to sign. Maybe they're just getting going here at the beginning of camp. $97 million on that contract extension. Tom Pelissero threw that out. We told you earlier in the show about all the money Jalen Brown is getting. $304 million on the Supermax. That is the richest deal in NBA history. Uh, We talked about that earlier. Also, uh, Saquon Barkley did sign a one-year deal. He's into Giants camp now. $11 million. Josh Jacobs still has not signed Zay, still has not signed the tag with the Raiders, although Raiders people are saying they understand his logic. Yeah. So they're not being, they're not mad at him right now. I mean, at least yet. You could argue their best player is Devontae Adams, but with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing them the ball, I don't know how big that argument is. They're going to rely a lot more on their running game, and that's where Josh Jacobs comes in. So he's trying to figure out his value there. They're letting them know, like, dog, look where the running backs are at right now. He's letting you know, like, dog, look at our roster right now. Y'all need me. Right. So – 
Yeah, I think he's going to hold out for a while. That's going to be a wild story. Sometimes it's about the quarterback getting away from the coach, but in this case, what happens when Garoppolo is no longer underneath Kyle Shanahan's mind? Right When it's not Kyle Shanahan dialing it up, now you as the quarterback have to go prove that it was a little bit of you as well as a supermind. Yeah. So it's not like the Adam Gase stuff on the other side where everybody's like, oh, get Tannehill away from Gase or get this guy away from Gase. Uh, he'll be much, much better. Uh, now it's about kind of the opposite. We'll see what Garoppolo – we know he's going to look sharp in the uniform. He may be the most handsome quarterback that ever played the position, but can he play? Can he be the guy with the Raiders? Watch the Josh Jacobs story as well. That one is interesting. And again, Jalen Brown, now the richest player in the uh, NBA, technically. Um, also, tomorrow we'll get uh, we'll keep talking NFL. Let's talk about the South, AFC South with the Texans, NFC South, which is about as wide open as it can be. And folks in Lake Travis probably never thought they'd be they'd be Bucks fans, but they are this year. Because Baker Mayfield's going to try to be the guy in Tampa. We'll get to those two divisions tomorrow. It will be a Wednesday show as well. Justin Wells from Inside Texas, one of his last visits with us uh, before the show wraps up. We'll get his thoughts on the Longhorns as we will be 38 days away from Texas football as of tomorrow. Up next, Ball Don't Lie with Rod, Harge, and Patrick. Have a great Tuesday. Stay cool, and we will talk to you tomorrow here on the Horn. See ya!